This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I need thee every hour. Stay thou nearby. Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to Every hour in joy or pain, come quickly and abide, or life is vain. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to. Thoughts bright with thy praise. 
so by my woes to be nearer my God to thee nearer my God to thee nearer to thee or if on joyful wing cleaving the sky sun Still all my song shall be Nearer my God to thee Nearer my God to thee Nearer to thee We begin our worship with a call to worship. Let us go to the mountain. We will see Jesus transformed. It is good to be here. In the presence of our God, we are fed by God's holy word, and we too are transformed. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg, and today again we give thanks to Jim Haugrud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today we're uh, celebrating and uh, honoring Laverne Olson, uh, doing this in memory of him, and it's sponsored by his children. And we want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We'd like to uh, remind you that next Sunday, uh, Wednesday, is Ash Wednesday, and we start the uh, Lenten services. We'll be doing a, a round robin with different pastors in the area and should be a good time as we go through the seven last words of Jesus. So we'll be having ours at uh, Trinity Lutheran on Wednesday night next week. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You want to, uh, may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross, or anything else that would help uh, enhance a worship space. 
And you may want to have a Bible and Bibles for the kids and other home worship materials that they could use. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We'll continue with the confession and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God, Christ came into the world and showed us how to live, but we have failed to live by what he taught. We have not loved you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. We have not done to others as we would have done to ourselves. Shine a light on our hearts that we might turn from the shadows of our sin and walk in your ways. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. By his abundant love, all your sins are forgiven that you may walk in the light of Christ. Let's continue our service with some more songs. I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to Thank you. 
Continue with the litany of Psalm 84. We have come to the mountain with Jesus. We're so glad he invited us to join him. But suddenly, everything is different. Jesus is different, transformed before us. And we are afraid because we thought we knew him. We thought we understood what he was about. But we have discovered we had no idea. Jesus is so much more than we could possibly understand. Jesus touches our shoulder and tells us, don't be afraid, and invites us to know him yet more deeply. So we follow him back down the mountain, open to learning what he has yet to teach us. Continue with the prayer of the day. You call us to listen to your son and follow him in all things. Transform our hearts with your love that we might continue his ministry of healing and reconciliation in the world. Amen. And now I'd encourage you to share the sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and other things that you would like to say to that person or yourself in which you are blessed. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings as Kathy Christensen shares them. The first reading comes from Psalm 41, verses 7 through 10. 
All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst of me. They think that a deadly thing has fastened on me and that I will not rise again from where I lie. But my bosom friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted the heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter, verses 24, and then to chapter 17, verse 8. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any want to come, become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up the high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with them. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, and one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved, with, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground, and they were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's time now to talk with the uh, young people of the parish. Hi, guys. So today is Transfiguration Sunday. What does that mean? Well, let's talk about the word transfiguration. It's a big word, right? But the meaning may be easy to understand. It means to change or to look different because it comes from the root word of transfer, transform. Maybe some of you remember the Transformer toys or have seen some of those Transformer movies about the Transformers. My, tra my favorite movie that I saw is Bumblebee. It was about a yellow Volkswagen Beetle bug car that could change into a robot that helped to fight the bad guys. Transformed from a car to a robot. Well, this Transfiguration Sunday is about Jesus changing right before the disciples' eyes. When I think about how to describe Jesus, I think him as a friend a savior, a teacher, a healer, but I also think about the word love. When Jesus was on the earth, I bet his friends, the disciples, knew he was special. They probably thought he was a real amazing teacher and healer, but then something changed. I bet the disciples were surprised 
what they saw with Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. I certainly would have been. The disciples thought they knew all about Jesus. The disciples just didn't seem to understand that what Jesus was going to do about dying on the cross and coming back to life and saving us all. You know, sometimes we only think of Jesus as a certain way, like the words I had described before. But Jesus is always more than we think. If we keep our eyes open, we can see Jesus in a whole new way. So let us pray. Dear God, help us to recognize Jesus everywhere and in everyone. Amen. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in the hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be.
Change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God, may I be like you. Well, this is an interesting text. It's one that brings back memories, and I don't know many of you, I would guess, uh, if you've been going to church for a time, you probably have certain things that bring good memories to you. Uh, I remember coming into church always hearing the holy, holy, holy as the opening song at our church, and that always brings back good memories. This one in particular is dealing with my dad, uh, and when you're a young boy, you look at your dad as being strong and never saw him cry in my, you know, any other time. But once in a while, uh, we'd, ha we'd have Waldorf College come and they would sing the song, If I Gained the World But Lost My Savior. And sitting next to Dad one night, they sang that song and it was powerful and beautiful. But I saw tears running down his face. As again, he remembered and thought about how great it is to know Jesus and that the world isn't what's important that Jesus is. So the text starts out for me in a, in a wonderful way, and yet it's a challenging way. If you read around this section, it's where Jesus is talking to the people about the suffering and the stuff that goes on, and that you must deny yourself and take up your cross, and what's a cross for, but it's to die on. And so it, it, it was a hard message in some ways, and it was a powerful message, and, and, but it wasn't an easy one. As I was reading one of my devotionals, there was a, a little story of Mark Hopkins who once said to students at Williams College, would you like to have as much as what this world offers as you could desire, but be deaf? Perhaps you would. Would you be willing to be, have the world and be deaf and dumb? Perhaps. Would you be willing to have the world and be deaf, dumb, and blind? Perhaps you would, but I doubt it. For the time comes in such reckoning when you must face the issue of being or having. So much of what we live with in our culture and our world is about having. And we forget about what it is to be and who and whose we are. Jesus' words here are neither complicated nor vague. He simply says, if you're going to call yourself one of my disciples, you must release your grip on materialism. To keep all this in proper perspective, think of it this way. He is not saying that we cannot possess anything, but things must not be allowed to possess us. To use his words, we must give up our possessions. Corey Tenblom, the saintly lady who endured such brutality from the Nazis in Ravensbrück, during World War II, once said that she had learned to hold everything loosely in her hand. She said she discovered in her years of walking with Jesus that when she grasped things tightly, it would hurt when the Lord would have to pry her fingers loose. Disciples, hold all things loosely. Do you? Can you think of anything that has to a taproot into your heart? Let go, let it go. Give it up to him. 
Yes, it could be painful, but how essential. I kind of smile at this because I think of all my good friends, and I'm not uh, one who's against having uh, guns and stuff, but I, I think of Charlton Heston who speaks, they'll have to pry my cold fingers from the gun. And here, again, whether it's a gun or whether it's materials, no matter what it is, we cannot let, let us hold on things so tightly that we don't see other ways of looking at things. And I don't care what it is, God needs to be first in our lives. Well, it goes on. We need to understand uh, uh, a clergyman went to uh, visit a, uh, a Texas oil man who uh, was really wealthy. And he just uh, was rather braggadocious about it. And as he sat there and was entertained by a wealth, this wealthy man, after dinner, the host took him on a tour of his vast holdings. He pointed to the huge oil wells he in constant operation and said, all that your eyes can see belongs to me. Years ago, I came to this country penniless. Then I struck oil. Now look at how rich I am. In the opposite direction were vast fields of golden grain. With a wave of the hand, he said, all that is mine too. Then he pointed to the beef cattle grazing in the east and said, those fine cattle are mine. And finally, he turned to the west, faced a magnificent virgin forest and laid claim to this too. The visiting clergyman was not impressed by the show of wealth. In fact, his face said that something bothered him deeply. Finally, pointing skyward, he turned to the rancher and asked, how much, sir, do you own in that direction? <laughs> you know, pastor, I never thought of that, was his honest reply. The tight, closed circle he had drawn about his vast buildings had shut out God. As we look about, we see the accumulating material possessions of a modern civilization. civilization. Yet scripture tells us that these things of earth will someday be drawn from our hands. Only the soul will outlive the acid test of eternity. Lift up your eyes and gaze at the sky above. It is not the sun, moon, stars, and satellites that fill us with the greatest wonder. Instead, we marvel when we realize we own treasures that are in safekeeping far beyond the skies. That Christ, our Savior, has gone on ahead to ready a place for us believers. He whose sweeping glance took in two worlds commanded that we should lay up treasures in heaven. Because that's where we go with this whole thing with the transfiguration. We start to see things differently. We start moving into things where we start uh, not looking at what we have, but we're looking at whose we are. There was uh, two people that uh, showed up at that mount, Moses and Elijah. I don't know how Peter understood who they were, but they did. And they understood the importance of these two men. These were their heroes of the Jewish faith. The one was the lawgiver, 
who came down on the mountain with the Ten Commandments, who had taken them out of slavery and had brought them to the Promised Land. Moses was important to a Jewish person. And Elijah, he was the great prophet, representing all the prophets who were pointing to this God and what God wanted to do to the, with the chosen people. So they were impressed. And of course, Jesus was brilliant. It had changed into a brilliance. What was the significance of those two men? Because when God spoke, he spoke about, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And the disciples who were shaking and fearful when they looked up, they only saw Jesus. You see, Jesus fulfilled the law. Jesus is the one who all the prophets spoke about. And God was saying, this is my son, in which all these things are being fulfilled in your midst. All that we could understand and live a way in which we would look and see Jesus and only Jesus. Sometimes little children have a keen insight into spiritual matters. The father was, tells how in arranging the furnishings in his home, there was a mirror put directly in line with a painting of Christ. His little daughter one day was standing in front of the mirror. When she moved a little to one side or the other, the painting again would, would appear again. With great excitement, she ran to her father and said, Daddy, I can't see Jesus when I am looking at myself. Isn't that a lesson that we all could learn? That sometimes our world becomes revolving around ourselves so much that we don't see Jesus. But our prayers is that we would be changed and even we would be transformed. When Jesus touched their shoulders and said, don't be afraid. We hear that almost every time in the scriptures where some great announcement of God coming that is good, people still are afraid. And their angels and Jesus here again reminds them, don't be afraid. There's good news here. We can see Jesus only in our own lives. Then we know we're getting somewhere about being a disciple and about being able to proclaim who Jesus is in our world. There is a, uh, to continue on with this theme, there was a man who, uh, or they were asked, what would you want uh, most and wished for? One student said, give me books, health and quiet. I care for nothing more. And the same question was put to a miserly old man. Immediately he cried, money, money, money. A hungry man answered the question by pleading, bread, bread, bread. A crowd lifted up a confused cry of wealth, fame and pleasure. Then a poor man, who had long been a Christian, replied that all he, his wishes might be met in Christ. He spoke very seriously. When asked to explain his answer further, he said, I greatly desire three things. First, that I may be found in Christ. Second, that I might be like Christ. And third, that I may be with Christ. Jesus only. That's what we want to hear from this Sunday. Because the message before they were on the mount was one of, you know, it could be tough. 
Peter wanted to stay on the mountain. But Jesus said, oh, come with me. And they went back down into the valley to live life and to talk about this God who lives with us in the midst of all the things that we mess up and the messiness of our world. But as we keep focused on who this Jesus is, we become true disciples. We can be the ones who transform and change our world. I had to kind of smile when uh, I was reading about change because change is something that we all have happen in our lives, uh, but most of us don't like it. Uh, Mark Twain said, the only person that I know of that likes change is a baby who has just uh, wet his diaper. And uh, sometimes that's the way we act as we cry and we get frustrated with change, but we need it. We need it so that we look and see who this Jesus is moving amongst us and moving amongst our friends and moving amongst our enemies, moving in a world that is full of greed and, and power and materialism. We need to be able to say there is more. There is more than you can ever dream, and that's this Jesus. May we get out of the way of seeing Jesus so we stop looking only at ourselves and our own needs, but look and see Jesus in our neighbors and our friends and in our world. And in seeing Jesus, we bring them to the mountain with us. Amen. Living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please him in all that I do, yielding allegiance, glad-hearted and free. This is a pathway of blessing for me. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee. For Thou in Thine atonement didst give Thyself for me. I own no other master. My heart shall be Thy throne. forth to live, O Christ, for Thee alone. Living for Jesus, who died in my place, bearing on Calvary and my sin and disgrace, such love constrains me to answer his call, follow his leading, and give him my all. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to thee, for thou in thine atonement didst give thyself to me. shall be thy throne my life I give henceforth to live
Christ for thee alone. Living for Jesus wherever I am. Doing each duty in his holy name. Willing to suffer affliction or loss. Deeming each trial a part of my cross. Oh Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee, for Thou in Thine atonement didst give Thyself for me. I own no other master, my heart shall be Thy throne. My life I give henceforth to live, O Christ, for Thee Living for Jesus through earth's little while, my dearest treasure, the light of his smile, seeking the lost ones he died to. To find rest in Him. O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee. For Thou in Thine atonement didst give Thyself for me. I own no other master. My heart shall be Thy throne. to live oh Christ for thee alone we continue by confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth and I believe in Jesus Christ his only son our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again, and he ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. We then continue with the prayers of the church. Confident that our Savior Jesus Christ hears us when we pray, we lift up the church, the world, and all in need. Loving God, when your son Jesus was transfigured on the mountain, your glory was revealed to the disciples. Reveal yourself to us each and every day and show us evidence of your presence in our lives. Merciful God, 
you hear our prayer. Your majestic creation includes towering mountains and deep valleys, laughing streams and broad oceans. Make us to love and care for all that you have made, just as you do. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Strengthen the compassion of our world leaders. Show them how to walk in your ways and bless them with your wisdom and mercy. Merciful God, you hear our prayers. So many are in need of comfort and care. Shine your healing light on all who are sick, grieving, or suffering. And especially today, we remember Kelsey Zamuda, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lenz, Wayne Jones, Gary Fredrickson, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Rachel Seacrest, Jill Haugerud, Scott Morgan, Arlene Johnson and Matt Crayrup, Ida Martinson, Jean Hoisington, Clara Garish, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Becky Anderson, Helen Jorgensen, and Rhonda Zantelli. And we remember the Artie Langness family as they deal with the loss of Artie. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Teach us to accept all those whose differences frighten or anger us. Help us to love all your children upon who, who your love shines. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. With gratitude, we lift up the saints who have gone on before us, who have shown us how to live in your light. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Receive our prayers and hold all for whom we pray in your loving arms. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. And now we share the peace of the, uh, share the peace and do that with each other in your household. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to Sight rich is he 
Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve, because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. We continue with the offering prayer. Oh God, you ask that we will give in return for our lives, and we know we cannot possibly offer what you deserve. Accept these, our humble gifts, as a sign of gratitude for all that you have given us and of commitment to all that you have called us to. Amen. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. Onward to the prize before us, soon his beauty we'll behold. Soon the pearly gates will open, we shall tread the streets of gold. When we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. 
just one glimpse of him in glory will the toils of life repay when we all when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all Sing and shout the victory when we all when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Be not dismayed, whatever God will take care of. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you. Nothing you ask will be